Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Alex, one half of Be Sober. And I'm Lisa, the other half. We're dead proud to be working with IPHM this season and can't wait to tell you all about them and their services. The IPHM is a worldwide accreditation board with a difference. Their passion lies in helping people live the life they love as well as giving the public the reassurance they need to know they'll be in safe hands. There's a reason all our coaches are IPHM accredited and a reason we are an IPHM accredited training provider because their reputation is simply the best out there. Check them out at iphm.co.uk and don't forget to name drop Be Sober when you apply. Hello again. Good morning, afternoon or evening. <laughs> Who knows? It's just one long working day. <laughs> I felt like I was on the Truman Show. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the Truman Show. Do you? do you ever do that? Yeah, you know when I see the seaside, yeah. or I look in, I look <laughs> into the sea. I always, always think of the Truman Show and think, what? I wonder if, because I, I think there's some kind of reality to it. What reality to the Truman Show? Yeah. Oh God, you're too weird for me sometimes. Even even though I've known you all my life, like sometimes you say things, and I think if I think you sound a bit out there, like people who don't know, you'll be thinking, "What planet is she on?" <laughs> I do. I think there's some reality. So I do. I genuinely think I'm in the Truman Show sometimes. I get what you mean. I know I'm sort of laughing about it, but I do get what you mean. Like you'll be walking along and something happen, you'll think, "Was that just a glitch in the circuit?" <laughs> yeah. In the Are we in, in the, the matrix? matrix? I think that I do. Let's not even get into that one. No, it's too it. long for this episode. <laughs> so last week we had an absolutely amazing guest on, didn't we, Amy? And we're both like talking about the fact that we might actually have coaching with her ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And I was just saying to you then, Alex, what I loved is her confidence around what she does. Like she knows she's good at it. She knows it works works and yet she's so lovely and authentic and says it in like a re- you know when you know somebody's good at something yeah because they just ooze goodness of it yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. not in an arrogant sort of showy way but in a way That's it's it. like there was, there's literally no arrogance like she genuinely and this is why I love speaking to people like Amy last week and like Alex who we've got on today oh, because you. they're, they're, they're <laughs> not you Alex the next Alex See, I, <laughs> but I do love speaking to you <laughs> I do love speaking to you too no but what I mean by these people right is that they're they have experienced it and they genuinely hand on heart think I know something that works and I want to share this I want to help other people and for me meeting people this is what I love most about this podcast we're getting to meet real life genuine lovely people that just want to help and I think we're dead lucky and so are you people listening <laughs> be told <laughs> So I'm lucky to be here. No, you are. No, but how I, amazing is it to have this experience? Like we had Amy on there, and then this week we've got the absolutely. I absolutely adore this lady that we've got on now. Do you want to share it instead of just calling her this lady? Because you're I know. I wanted well. to say girl and lady. I didn't know which to say. Um, but yeah, we've got the lovely Alex McRobert on, and she is an absolute delight. And please look at um, the videos because she's got the most contagious smile 
ever. She's um, a 500 hour regi- registered yoga teacher. Registered yoga cert- teacher. I know. <laughs> certified life coach. She's a. No, I can't speak. <laughs> what is up with me? I am so sorry. An entrepreneur, a podcaster, an on top. I can't. I can't. You know what? She just sack Lisa. We need to sack her on bio. Ontario certified teacher. And since a very young age, she was drawn to yoga. She completed her first 200 yoga teacher training in 2014 in Mexico. In 2017, she completed another 300 hours yoga teacher training in Bali. Since then, she's taught it internationally. She's founded the Mindful Life Practice Community and Sober Curious Yoga, which is an online yoga community with people from all over the world. She's actually um, in Bali right now. Hello, how are you two? Hi, Hi. thanks so much for joining us. Thank you you for having me. I'm in Bali, yeah. Wow, what are you you doing out there? What's going on? So I moved to Bali last week. (laughs) Oh, this is a permanent Um, thing. (laughs) Like I literally packed up my apartment um, and booked a one-way ticket. So it has been like a life dream of mine to move to Bali for like the past, ever since I first came here, which was five years ago. And um, funny thing was, it was five years ago on the day that I just flew into Bali. And I didn't realize until I got a Facebook memory. It was five years ago. I was flying from Bali to Abu Dhabi, which is the weirdest thing. Um, But yeah, so I just kind of had this wake up call in October of like, what am I doing? I'm running this online business. I could be anywhere in the world. This is the time for me to go. (laughs) And I think my parents think that I kind of like lost my mind because I just, you know, called them one day. I was like, yeah, I've half my stuff sold. I'm packing up. And they're like, what? (laughs) That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm here now and I've been, I was in quarantine for a little bit. So I've only actually been in Bali for 24 hours because I was in quarantine for um, five days. You on our podcast Bye. as well. <laughs> Oh no, I love God. it. Can I just I say, Alex, I've, I was so I've loved you being in quarantine because your TikTok <laughs> videos or <laughs> Instagram reels have been amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. My you learn every TikTok dance that there is whilst, whilst being <laughs> in quarantine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, wow. What an amazing kind of... Because last time I spoke to you, or we spoke to you, you were just out in Dubai, quite settled, quite happy. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I've moved to Bali. We're like, what? Love it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? The funny thing is, like, for people that have known me for a long time, it did not seem crazy because I've been yeah. speaking about it for so long. Like, um, one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, wasn't that always the end goal? And I'm like, yeah, that's true. So (laughs) there's a long Um, time in planning and then boom, it happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Life is, it was just kind of this realization of like, life is so short, you know, and, and what's the worst that could happen? Like I come, I don't like it. And then I just go back and unpack and start again, you know, um, but you just never know. Stop it because I want to come and live in Bali now. I'm literally sat here thinking all my businesses are online. There you go. <laughs> However, honestly, the children are not virtual children. Can I just tell you that? <laughs> I know, but I wish so much that they were. <laughs> That's our secret. <laughs> we're all oh. friends here. We're all friends. <laughs> oh, the whole 2,000 and odd listeners as well, eh? <laughs> Love it. 
Okay, right, we're going to crack straight into this because we want a bit of nitty-gritty off you, Alex, if that's all right. We'd like to know how and why you got sober because I know quite a lot of the aftermath after meeting up with you, but we don't know the nitty-gritty, so is that all right to ask? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Um, So I am, um, well, I'm Canadian originally. Um, I've lived abroad for um, a long time, for the past seven years, and um, when I grew up in Canada, I grew up in the normal drinking culture, like probably quite similar to the UK um, from people I've spoken to, you know, like my family drank, they drank, you know, responsibly, um, but they drank and my friends drank. And so growing up, it was just a normal part of um, like a rite of passage as a teenager, you know? And so I started drinking at a really young age um, when I was 15 And, um, all throughout, you know, teenage years, university years, I just kind of was like the party girl, um, sort of the life of the party. And when I said that I was moving to Kuwait, um, when I was 23, I remember a lot of people saying to me, like, you know, that alcohol is illegal there. Right. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll learn how to make it, (laughs) which I did. (laughs) And so I got a teaching job out in the Middle East. And so I was, you know, making booze um, in the in a garbage can in my kitchen for a couple of years. And um, at that time, I really got into kind of like flying out of Kuwait and traveling to Dubai, Abu Dhabi, like doing these party weekends. And um, in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, it's kind of like the party cities of the region. Like people go there to get away and start drinking at like noon on a Friday. Um, And so when I finally moved there, you know, I kept saying to people, I'm so excited to move there because alcohol is legal, Um, which, you know, in retrospect, these are all such red flags, right? Yeah. Um, But I came to Abu Dhabi and Dubai and my drinking just got worse and worse. And... um, it hit a point where I realized that my drinking was like controlling me a little bit and controlling my happiness. And there were a few circumstances. So I was kind of traveling all around the world at this point, um, doing like these weekend trips and, you know, I was a teacher, so I would get these spring breaks. And I remember at one point I was in Southeast Asia for, um, New Year's Eve. And I was, this was in 2009, 2018, And I was taking this boat up the Lao, the Mekong River in Lao. And like, it should have been like the highlight of, you know, my life. But I was like, this is New Year's Eve and I'm going to be staying in this village where alcohol's illegal and my New Year's Eve is ruined. (laughs) And I like seriously wanted to fly to Bangkok so that I could drink on New Year's Eve. And um, this whole experience, which really should have been once in a lifetime for me, was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And then I had a really similar thing a few months later. I was with my mom. My mom had flown out to the Middle East. It was my birthday. We were in Morocco and we were hiking up the Atlas Mountains for my birthday. And again, it's like, this is incredible. And it was a homestay where alcohol, there wouldn't be alcohol. And so I brought wine in my backpack because it was my birthday. And I said to my mom, you know, like, we can't, can't share this with anyone um, because then we won't have enough for me, you know, to get drunk. And it was actually that night. So that was my 27th birthday and I was lying in bed and I realized like, you know, my birthday was ruined because I didn't have enough wine. And this is this once in a lifetime thing that should have been amazing. And instead, um, whether I had access to alcohol or not was making or breaking every experience for me. 
And so um, it was actually that night that I decided I was like, okay, I'm going to take 28 days off of drinking. And um, I did not stop drinking that day because I still had a few days left of vacation. And I was like, my vacation would be ruined (laughs) um, if I were sober. So I kept drinking, but it was someone who I met referred to it as like the surrender period. And I love that because it was like the surrendering like last few days where I knew And I don't know if I knew it was forever, um, but it definitely felt like something was different. Like this line had been drawn in the sand. Um, And so on the flight back from that trip, I was like, okay, 28 days off of drinking. And I had never taken a break in my life before, like dry January, sober October, those things like terrified me. Like I would look at people who had done it and thought like, you know, how could you take a month off of drinking? And so this was a big deal for me. And once I hit, I got through a hump and I realized like, wow, that withdrawal was like the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. I never want to experience that again. (laughs) And here I am two and a half years later. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It sounds like us though, because we were either, I mean, I never even attempted a dry January. Did you do a dry January, Lisa? Well, I did an October once and I felt like it was the longest month ever, right? Even though I did loads of amazing stuff, I went biking in the Lake District and did all these things and felt good. And I remember posting on my social media about how good I felt, but literally could not wait to get to the end. And I'd organised like this big Halloween party just so I could get drunk at the end of it. And like with the Januaries, my ex-husband was an alcoholic, so... When it came to January, it was like, (laughs) this is what I'd be like. We'd go out for some food. He'd try and do a dry January. And I'd be like, well, I don't need to stop. So I'll have a glass (laughs) of wine with my meal. Literally, like a supportive wife. (laughs) Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, another uh, story but I think whole, like, well, that's a whole series a podcast <laughs> series that one. <laughs> oh dear but I think like what you say Alex there about thinking that it's going to ruin your holiday because yeah. being sober like look at all this amazing stuff that you're doing now sober and actually supporting other people sober mm-hmm. do you want to talk to us a little bit about that and how you got started yeah um so when I first quit um I was like very ashamed of it Um, so I actually joined one year, no beer originally. That was how I stopped. And I did not even want anyone to see that I was in the Facebook group. I didn't even want to join the Facebook group because I was like, I don't want anyone to see this and know that I have an issue with drinking. And so it was a big kind of secret for a while. Um, and then I hit a point where like, I was just like physically transforming. Um, Like everyone could see that there was something different in me. And everyone that I worked with was asking like, you know, what are you doing differently? And it was around day maybe 60 or so that I started to become proud of um, sort of the transition that I was going through. And I started talking more openly about it. And um, what actually happened was one year, no beer had asked me to do a testimonial. And I thought, okay, if I do a testimonial on social media, it's going to be out there and everyone's going to know. And so I'm going to have to get ahead of this and post it on my own social media first, just so it's not like gossip, you know? And so I posted my sober 
I think it was my 90 day milestone. I posted about it and I got like so much support and people started messaging me saying, you know, Oh, you know, I'm thinking of quitting too, or, or I have quit or this person in my life had this issue. And I started to realize that like previously I thought I was like literally the only person in the world who had an issue with alcohol. I started to realize that it's like actually way more common than I realized because you know, we know alcohol is an addictive substance, right? And anyone could become addicted to it. And um, I thought that there was something wrong with me. And I realized that it's actually a pretty big thing and just no one's talking about it. And I gradually just started sharing more and more on Instagram and social media. And um, around this point, so I told you guys that I had moved abroad to become a teacher, but that was never what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was a yoga teacher before I was even a a teacher and I was teaching yoga in school and my parents um, really wanted me to, uh, to get a job as a teacher. And so, um, I ended up, uh, meeting this psychic around 30 days sober. And I actually do a lot of work with him now, Dan, And I walked into him, into his room. And, you know, I was not really a believer in psychics before this point, but I sat down in front of him and he said to me, you know, you were never meant to be a teacher. You were meant to be a healer. And it was like the most intense thing. (laughs) It was like so powerful. I cried the entire time. Um, And he said to me, you know, you should become a life coach. You should, you know, you're going to start this he said, you're going to start this center. He kept saying South America. You're going to start this center in South America, um, a Tai Chi center. That's what he's saying. And what I feel now is I think he gets visions and he interprets them. So I'm like, okay, Tai Chi was yoga and South yeah. America was Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I will make it fit. Yes. <laughs> no, I get it though. I actually think they do get visions and then interpret them themselves. I always think that. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he, it was, it was speaking to him. It's not like he put these ideas in my head that came from nowhere. They were what I always wanted to do deep down. And he just validated my power and my strength and my ability um, to do them. And so this flip switched in me where previously people would say like, Oh, you know, why don't you do yoga full time? And I would be like, well, I'm never going to have enough money to do that. And people would be like, well, why don't you start a business? And I'm like, well, I could never figure that out because I don't know. And when I finally met him, it was like, wait, I can actually, I can do all these things. And, um, and that was like where everything changed. So I started putting all this work, you know, becoming a life coach, studying more yoga, studying um, bar. And so I was doing all of this in my first year sober and um, I started coaching, but I was just kind of coaching anyone. Like I was a general life coach. It was taking a really long time to pick up. Um, At the same time, the pandemic happened and I started teaching yoga on Zoom. And I started coaching one of my colleagues who um, came to me and said he just needed life balance coaching. And then, you know, by session two said, actually, you know, I have an issue with drinking and like, I know you're sober. And so um, that's really what I want to work on. And then at the end of the 90 days, he wrote me this letter that said, thanks for saving my life. And I just got this letter and I cried and I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be a sober coach. And then everything kind of 
bundled into one from there, you know, and it's been a year. Um, how long have I been running the business now? Maybe a year and a half. It's been a year of kind of like trying different things and testing things out and finding different combinations until now it's really become what it is, which is, um, you know, I help people take a break from drinking alcohol and our primary tools with that are yoga and meditation and journaling and community. And so we do 30 day yoga challenges, um, where people stop drinking and, practice yoga, um, every day with us on zoom. And then I also do one-on-one coaching. I do yoga teacher trainings and right now it's all happening on zoom, but the dream is that it will be happening on zoom and in Bali in the future. We'll get back to our chat shortly, but first let us tell you a little bit more about our friends at IPHM. So IPHM is a worldwide accreditation board with a bit of a difference. They pride themselves in the personal service and it's proper humans in the office checking through the applications. They genuinely know how hard you've worked to start your own business and they'll be there for you every step of the way. Their passion lies in helping people live the life they love, as well as giving the public the reassurance they need to know they'll be in safe hands. So if you want to stand out from the rest and become part of a worldwide recognised organisation, then choose IPHM for confidence and trust. There's a reason all our coaches are IPHM accredited and a reason we're an IPHM accredited training provider because their reputation is simply the best out there. Check them out at iphm.co.uk and don't forget to name drop Be Sober when you apply. One of the things that Lisa and I said when we very first met you is we love that you're very similar to us and yet very different. You've got this whole sober community, but it is really holistic. It's all about wellness. It's all about a full approach. It's not just like, oh, get sober, bye. You know, you've got this community. I think a lot of people, and well, we know already a lot of our members actually come to you as well. Um, we have a couple, a couple in common, we won't name. Um, yeah. Tell us and tell our listeners how people can join and what they can expect when they get there. I mean, I know you've talked a little bit about the yoga, but what do they expect? How can they get you? Yeah. Um, so we do a few different things. Our our community is not a hundred percent sober, but sobriety, I would say, is like probably 75% of our members. Um, and so basically when you look at our live schedule, we have classes that are mindful classes and classes that are sober classes. And a mindful class will just be yoga. There'll be a little bit of chit-chat at the beginning, but it will be led by a teacher for you know the whole duration. Whereas a sober class is different because it includes a 15-minute uh, check-in. And this is the opportunity for people to share how they're doing along their sober journey with each other. And we keep these classes limited to 10 um, so that everyone has kind of the, the space to share. And um, that is really like the heart of the community because people make really deep friendships through, um, I'm sure you guys see it too. Like just, yeah. I've come to your Be Sober Lounge um, and your book club. And like, I'm sure it's a similar type of thing, right? Is like, people connect with other people that are going through the same thing as them. Um, and so that is a big part of what I do. And then it kind of depends on like what someone is looking for. So on the one extreme end, we have this 30 day sober curious yoga challenge, which is, you know, quit drinking for 30 days, develop a daily yoga practice, um, journals, workbooks, 
and then it can be extended to 60 days. And that's where a lot of people start out. And then there's also people that maybe um, need less support and they're more looking for like a once a week type of thing. And so then we have people who just commit to yoga once a week. Um, you know, so it would be like every Sunday at such and such a time. And it's always the same teacher and always the same people attending. Um, and so there's like a huge uh, kind of range of levels of participation. You know, we have some people once a week, we have some people every day. Um, and now I've trained quite a few yoga teachers around the world. So it's not just me leading the sessions. We actually, I counted up our sessions for our next schedule, which starts in November and we have 50 classes a week, which is amazing. Yeah, Yeah. that's incredible. So there really is no excuse for whatever time zone you're in, I take it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And now with me, this was the part of the world where we had the least participation, um, Australia, um, like Oceania, New Zealand and everything. And now that I'm on this part of the world, um, I feel that we might actually get participation increasing because I'm going to be able to offer things that work for this time zone so previously we had a lot of (laughs) just like oh it's a bit quiet over there so I'll just move there for a bit (laughs) (laughs) let's not let a little thing like distance stand in our way let's just go (laughs) exactly Oh, you're absolutely amazing. I can't even believe it. You know, the event, like you had you had your um, sober yoga event recently and you were really kind and invited yeah. us to it. And we had a great time. We did the workshops. What are the plans there? Because that was really successful. So what are the future plans there? Yeah, we're definitely going to do another one. That was amazing. Um, that was in August. Um, and I think... <laughs> Yeah, August or was it August, September? It was the first week of September. Um, And that was kind of like this idea I had. I think I had the idea like two weeks before the event started. Um, And so I feel that, you know, now that there's actually a lot of time, which as we're talking about it, I'm like, okay, I should probably get organized next. I'm like, there's loads of time. But I was thinking of doing another one in the first week of January. Um, And so I probably should start getting it organized now. (laughs) Um, but this was an amazing event because we had, you know, I invited people, different people in the sober world from all over. And Alex, uh, led a couple of sessions, which was fantastic. And it was just amazing. And what I feel sometimes is that people in the coaching world or the yoga world get kind of competitive, um, amongst each other. And what I feel in the sober world is that like, all of us are on the same team and, you know, people might not like yoga and that's fine. And they come to one thing for me and they're like, eh, that's not for me. Right. And people might be more looking for a local community and, you know, they're in the UK and then they come to you guys. And so, you know, people might want to run and, and one year they're kind of huge, you know, running, walking fitness focus. And so that might work for them. And I feel like why not all of us just band together, you know, cause we all want everyone to have a happier and healthier alcohol-free life. And we're all going to inspire and, and, you know, lift each other up. Um, so definitely going to do another one again, first week of January. And you guys are definitely invited. <laughs> you know, who you should speak to our previous guest on the podcast that we've just done, Amy Guerrero as well. She's so lovely. I think you'd have loads in common. I bet she'd be really interested. She's so lovely. She's amazing at what she does and she just wants to help people. She's really got like the same ethos, which is just, it's so lovely to be around people that are so like-minded and on the same page and just genuinely want to help people. And you ooze that, Alex, everything about, you know, we always say this, like we could talk to people all day and I genuinely, (laughs) right, please don't take this weirdly, right, but I could actually look at you all day, right? (laughs) 
because you've got the most infectious, beautiful smile. And I was sat there the other day and you'd done one of your... um, you even meals. said it in the intro, didn't you, for people yeah, to look at the it, marketing videos honestly, to smile. <laughs> and I was saying to Rob, my boyfriend, I went, just look at this girl. How gorgeous oh. is she? Because your smile is so infectious. You're like the perfect advert for sobriety and yoga and living. And you're literally like from the outside, and I'm sure from the inside, you are living the dream. And it's just so lovely to watch as well as being really jealous. I'm and like, also I'm going to attach a word to you which is just spontaneous spontaneous I yeah, think you're it. very spontaneous like I am the most set in my ways person I always, everyone thinks I'm spontaneous right because I do this thing where I go oh should we go here tonight well, I did it the other day with Lisa should we go for something to eat right honestly that took me like a week and a half to build myself up to plan but I announce things on off the cuff so I look spontaneous but I'm so not I'm jealous. You're spontaneous when, like, if I said to you on Monday, yeah, on your own terms, like, if I'd have said on Monday, do you want to go for food? You'd be like, (gasps) no. I've not had time to think about this. Wait, can I just, this, this is nothing to do really with what we're talking about. Well, it is a little bit, but you know, before, Alex, when you were saying about how frightened you were about, um, even being seen in the yeah. group because you were worried about it. And I thought that's something like we have quite a few members that come to us and they're really, really frightened. Like, I cannot post, I cannot show anybody yeah. this. And I think it's so beautiful after like a few months when they develop the confidence and the feeling yeah. so good about themselves. And they've got and the big silver frame around them on Instagram yeah, and on it, <laughs> Facebook and all of that it's so it is so frightening isn't it for some people at the beginning when you're holding shame and guilt about around your drinking but um also the importance of when you are proud of it to share it so this morning I uh, the best thing happened a few weeks ago I got a delivery from dry drinker of lots of non-alcoholic drinks and um, the delivery driver dropped them off and he made a comment of how sloshed I would be getting over the weekend because he didn't realise they were non-alcoholic so I'd spoke to him and I was like no no and we had a really it was there and I think he gets like three minutes slots to deliver things because everything's so controlled now over here And he stayed for about 15 minutes talking to me about sobriety and gambling. Anyway, he was, um, we had this chat and then he came again to deliver something else like a few weeks later. It's not going to be a few weeks. It'll have been like the next day. Lisa has deliveries all the time. Shut up, Alex. (laughs) So... So he came to drop something else off and he were talking again about it and just, you know, asking questions. Anyway, I was walking the dog today and he was delivering something down the road, not at my house. And On his way jumped, to hers. <laughs> he jumped out of the van and told me that it was three weeks sober. Oh my God. And I was like, and his eyes were all sparkly and he was so happy. And he was like... <laughs> Did it dead good? It was so pleased, and I was just so honestly, it was the best thing that could have happened. And he said, "You could be a cult leader, you know, Lisa. I'm sorry, you definitely could. But she converts everybody. I, I honestly think you could do it, Lisa. You could. You reckon? Shall I get a cult? I used to want to be in a cult. That's weird, isn't it? When I was a teenager, I think I was just looking for a family. Oh. But yeah, it was so often, and I just thought that's the power of t- 
talking about it and living it, just living it. And that's what you are. You live and breathe your life. It's amazing. That was a long way of saying that. I was going to question that. You'll notice story. And it's amazing because it's like, you know, we, we, we don't want to tell our story because we think we're like the only person going through it. Right. And then it's just one thing you said to him of like, oh, actually I'm sober and these are alcohol free. Right. And this has literally changed his life because you have the courage to talk about it. Right. And so that's the power. And like, you know, I would never pressure anyone to tell their story, but I think if once you have the confidence to do it, you'll see that it, you know, makes ripple effects through the world. How incredible is that, that we're all here doing that and sharing our story and that we don't realise the seeds that we are actually planting because it doesn't always just happen, does it? You know, people are listening to this and thinking, should I, shouldn't I? It is life-changing. Alex, our motto for Be Sober is be brave, be kind and be sober. So what we want to ask you is which of them do you most most relate to right now and why be spontaneous we'll add that if you want (laughs) (laughs) I think for me it's definitely be brave um because this was like probably the scariest thing I've ever done um and it's just like this huge it's just like a huge leap of faith and a trust that um things will work out and we'll all be fine. And if it doesn't work out, that will also be fine. Um, But I'll just never know if I don't try. And so I think for a long time, I would say be kind. Definitely. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's been like a yearly thing of like the first year was just be sober. And then the next was be kind. And now it's be brave. brave. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I say. I like that. I relate to that. Yeah, there was a thing I actually screenshotted it, um, Alex, that you put. I think it was either yesterday or today. Um, Let it all go, expect miracles, wait without anxiety, and know that the universe has your back, which is from Gabby Bernstein's. Yeah, Um, I loved her books. The universe has your back. I read it too early. I read it in my be sober phase. I should have read it. Yeah, you read it too soon, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I just think when I read that, I remember there was a line in it and it was like, just for today, just know that yes. the universe has your back and whatever happens today, it, you're right where you're supposed to be. And that was the first time I remember where I read it. I was literally, I was walking down the canal with my dog and it was like the world just lifted off yeah. my shoulders. I was like, right, whatever happens today is meant to be no matter what it is so I loved that when I saw it so I screenshotted what you'd wrote <laughs> and that was under my that's what I was thinking of actually when I said be brave because did you read the story that I posted underneath about um oh my goodness so many bad things have happened like so many I did actually so yeah, many steps on the way <laughs> yeah so I um I booked a flight to Bali Kapan by mistake instead of Bali and then I missed my flight And then on the way from the airport to the villa, I didn't have enough money to pay the driver. So I said, oh, can we just stop at an ATM? And I forgot my my debit card in the machine. And it's literally the only card I have right now. And I was like, and I realized four hours later when I went to buy something and I was like, okay, the universe has my back. 
And what if I never find this card? Well, then maybe I have to start a business in Indonesia and get a bank account. <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, okay, whatever. The universe has my back. And uh, I didn't even know where the ATM was because this driver had taken me there. But, you know, the old Alex would be panicking. Like I, you know, I've struggled with my mental health for years and I would have been like so distressed, but I was just walking down the street being like, it's going to be fine. And I actually ended up coming across the driver who has a business outside my villa. And he's like, Hey, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm just going to go look for that ATM because I think I left my card inside it. And he's like, what? So like, get on the back of my bike. Let's go. And so he took me on his bike. We pulled up to the ATM and there was a guy sitting out front and a guy in the ATM. I didn't realize the guy out front said to me, we're working. And I was like, you're working. <laughs> Actually, I was more like, you're working. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, my, I think my card's in that machine. And he opened it up and he, and he pulled the card out of the machine. And I was like, Oh my God. It was like, it, I was like, the universe has my back. And the, and the driver just could not believe it. He was like, this is the craziest scenario. Um, but I was like, you know, the universe has my back. And even if things go wrong, the universe still has my back because it's sending me in a different direction. Right. And that has changed my life too. So I love that, that you guys have loved that book as much as I did. Oh, it's Aww. amazing. That, that makes me feel a bit emotional that that all happened. It's so nice to know. I know that's not good stuff for you, but the yeah. fact that you sat there and you you know it, it's that inner knowing, isn't it? And that belief that it yeah. really does have you back and that no matter what, it will be yeah. the right thing for you. And then, you know what? I also, I made a friend on the flight um, who was coming to the same village to move here she's doing her yoga teacher training and I'm like well this is it then you know the universe Aww. needed me on this plane to meet you right and so you these things happen to you and you think like oh this has ruined my day that I missed my flight but actually I ended up making a friend through it all right so the universe is always sending you where you're meant to be Oh, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh. And you were definitely meant to be here today. So yeah, thank so you. Yeah, so glad you made so it. Thank much. you. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for having me. I was looking forward to it um, forever. I think it's been on my calendar for months. And then um, I was a few minutes late because I had a Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> but did you see my email? No. Uh, no, but you know what? We've got it. We didn't. We've got new why. rules about We've got email. new rules around our email. Don't worry about it. We'll pick up on it at some point. To, 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 oh. Told us you were going to be a bit late. I'm sure. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I. That's so funny. I just assumed you guys saw my email. Yeah, I was running late because I was on a Tinder date. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's me being crazy. want to find out how this is going. Podcast now. Yeah, we do. We'll do a sober date in podcast with Yali. Oh, I'd love to tell you about it. Yeah. Will you? Will you come back on to tell us about? It? We might need a part two. 100%. Yes. Oh, thank we'll you. definitely get you back on then. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. And thank you so much for being on, Alex. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we'll speak soon. Yay. See you later. Bye. A big thank you to IPHM for sponsoring this episode. They're a worldwide accreditation board with a difference. And if you're working in the holistic or coaching industry, remember to check them out. Visit the website at iphm.co.uk and don't forget to name drop Be Sober when you apply. And if you want to find out more about the work we do or you want to join our amazing community here at Be Sober, you can find out more about us on our website, besoberofficial.com. And until next time, be brave, be kind and be sober. sober.